What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Tasty Tuesday on Tasty Loot Gaming, the show where we talk about gaming news. My name's Seth, and a couple quick reminders that we are in October. It is October 1st as of recording. I'm doing this early in the morning, and uh, that's a new month, so make sure to download and play The Last of Us Remastered. Definitely download The Last of Us Remastered. MLB The Show 19, both out for free on PlayStation Plus this month. Make sure to download those, play those, and come back at the end of the month for Plus Club. We're going to have a discussion about those games we'll let you know we thought of them you let us know you thought of them we said a bunch of people on reddit have a conversation last month for plus club make sure to go back and watch that episode too it was a good conversation and our game of the month randomly picked is dauntless which is a free-to-play monster hunter world-like uh game where you go and you fight monsters kill them take their tasty meats and make tasty armor and loot and uh yeah weapons and all that shit i think i've barely played it but it's free to play download that we'll be playing that throughout the month of october and uh yeah we'll be talking about it at the end of the month uh we've got a discord link down below you can talk to us anytime all time and we're on itunes spotify and other podcast platforms if you'd prefer to listen to us another quick reminder that i'm gonna be doing throughout this whole fucking month so get used to this that uh throughout this month of october as of right now in this video get in the comments we need you guys to let us know what game you guys want us to play in December. That's going to be the Game of the Month Community Pick Month, December. In that month, we'll be playing what you guys want us to play for that month. But the way we find out what you guys want us to play is you guys got to go in the comments throughout the month of October and type in what game you'd like us to play. Now, if you just type in some random game name, I'm going to assume that's the game you're saying. But if you're like, hey, this is my opinion on the video, also... I'd like you to play this in December, or hey, game of the month, December uh, this, or game of the month, game this, whatever, just say whatever the fuck, make it clear what you're talking to me about, and uh, I'm going to take that every time I see that name, I'm going to I'm gonna put it on list, I'm going to put a tally on it, if it keeps coming up more than other games, there's a good chance that will be our game of the month in December, uh, in November we will be doing the pulling process most likely, and uh, if that's how we're going to do it, otherwise we're just going to take the majority, and uh, That'll be the game. So if nobody votes, I'll pick, which I'm more than fine with, but maybe I'll pick Madden or something. Maybe I'll pick something horrible. So you guys should definitely pick something. And uh, if you're the only person who votes throughout October uh, for our game of the month in December, which is two months away, obviously, uh, congratulations. You got to pick the game that we're going to play that whole month. So uh, let us know in the comments. Every episode, I almost said every level, like we're playing a video game. Uh, very fitting. Uh, every episode, one vote. So if I see your name twice in different games... Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick one of the two. So um, yeah, try try and be fair about it. But yeah, every episode you get one vote. Tell me what game you want, and I will start tallying throughout the month. It's gonna be a process, or maybe it won't be. Maybe you guys won't vote, and I'll be like, okay, cool. What game do I want in December? We'll figure it out uh, when the time comes. But that is the plan. So um, I'm trying to make that as clear as possible because it's kind of a weird system. We've never done it before. This is a whole new thing. So. Uh, I'm excited though. I'm really hoping you guys pick something uh, really cool to play in December. And it can be anything. So I mean, if you guys want to play Monster Hunter World again, you guys want to play something that's going to be out by then, new Star Wars game, uh, anything. Pick it. We'll play it. And it will be cool. It'll be a fun uh, celebration at the end of the year. And if it goes well, we'll do it next year as well. 
because this year so far has been pretty cool. We've been doing, typically we pick a random game every month for game of the month, but this year, every three months, we've been allowing me, Chris, and Chevy to pick the game of the month, and then we want you guys to pick it. So it's been a pretty cool system so far. Um, I'm enjoying it. All right, all that said, we got three bits of news. Two of them I feel like are kind of short. Well, I'll be kind of short. It's just me today. Uh, so let's just jump into it. Uh, PlayStation Now, which is Sony's game streaming service for PS4 and PC, is now available at a permanent lower price, the company has announced. Monthly subscriptions are now available for $10, which is considerable reduction from the previous $20. Uh, Quarterly subscriptions, meanwhile, will now cost $25. Uh, they were $45. And uh, they'll be $60 for the whole year, which is down from $100. Uh, Sony has revealed a number of new titles being added to the PS Now library, which includes God of War, Infamous Second Son, Grand Theft Auto V, Uncharted 4, Thief's End. Um, oh, yeah. All, all available. Uh, but they will be removed in January second 2020 so apparently that's a temporary thing and uh yeah they pretty much you know playstation now has been out since 2014 and uh it's 2019 and now they're finally dropping the price down to what i feel is a pretty fair price um now <clears throat> jumping into my opinions on that the only reason i bring this up this i swear this isn't just an ad the reason i bring this up is it is revealing in my opinion that in who, again, in my opinion, is probably uh, behind the furthest when it comes to all the streaming platforms. Uh, it's revealing to see them do this. Uh, you got Google Stadia, which is you know coming out, uh, or is out, is it? Is anybody playing it? I don't know. I, I've not been paying attention to Google Stadia. But that's a thing, and it's going to be played by at least some people. But then you also have xCloud, which I think is going to do really well. Um, betas for that, or beta for that is, is going on or will be going on soon. Apparently I'm not following fucking streaming as much as I should be. But, uh, yeah, with all these companies doing streaming services in ways that I feel like are pretty, uh, easy to get behind, uh, it makes sense that Sony is going to start moving in that direction as well. Now they've had this platform since 2014, but it has been pretty expensive $20 for something that I don't think is going to be your primary way of playing games is pretty steep uh it's you know way more than Netflix it's way more than most monthly services uh so for most people I don't think that was a uh, viable option but now that this is going to be a pretty normal and standard I guess that's pretty much the same wording um thing in gaming where people will probably have this specifically with xbox packaged in with things most likely uh microsoft seems to be trying to give you everything for very little uh to to pay them um thereby going in that direction i feel like sony has to do this i also feel like the infrastructure and the tech is there to lower this price um they were probably reluctant to do it because they wanted to make more money um, but this is the better option. I think they'll make more money in the long run because more people may try this out, including myself. I'd be curious to see how well it works. Uh, for $10 a month, it's not bad. 60 bucks. it's one game for a whole year. Buy a game, get access to streaming games all year. I mean, that's, that's a pretty cool deal. Now, I don't really have a huge reason I would get this outside of like just to try it out, specifically to talk about it on the channel or something. But... Um, because, you know, I, I typically like to buy my games. Um, I, I buy, you know, for collector's reasons, physical copies, digital, typically, just because 
you know, it's easier, faster, and I get it like right now. Um, but I like to support my companies a lot, especially, especially if I love the company or I really like the game. I like to give them money. I like to support what I love. Uh, and streaming, you know, is, I don't think, the same avenue as that. But uh, it is a cool technology that I feel like will be, for a while, a great supplement to gaming. Um, something I am looking forward to in the sense of being able to play my game on my PS4, my PS5, my Xbox, next box, whatever the fuck, and be able to take whatever I'm playing on the go, come back and play on my console. I can see that happening before we all just move over to the fucking streaming overlords. Um, but yeah, without saying you know too much more, uh, this is cool. This is an all-around win. Um, this is indicative of the times of prices, I think, across the board that are going to be dropping when it comes to streaming services. You're going to have to get competitive in this uh, inevitable future. And uh, they're doing it. So it shows that they're you know catching up with uh, the other companies. And um, the only thing I can hope for is that they will start offering more when it comes to PlayStation Now uh, in the close future because I think they have a pretty compared to Game Pass. I think Game Pass is really good. Um, uh, and I don't think they have as good of an offering as Game Pass, uh, to be honest. So they got great games coming to this, but uh, the Game Pass offers things at launch is insane. So they definitely have an edge over there at the old Microsoft Xbox place. Um, let me know in the comments though, what do you think about PlayStation Now's price point dropping down to $10 a month to 40 or 25 uh, quarterly and $160 yearly? Is that enticing to you? Is that something you would check out? Is there a reason you would want to stream your games? Um, you're not interested in that. Let me know in the comments below. And what do you hope they add to make this service more interesting? If in, with its growth, you're going to assume they're going to add more and more games. Uh, it's inevitable. But what games would you like to see? What games would you pull you like pull you in to uh, play um, on PlayStation Now? Uh, or are you just not interested at all? Let me know in the comments below. Now, uh, some Bungie news. So Shadowkeep is out as of today, I believe, uh, and that is very exciting. Um, I also believe it's out on Steam now too. So I'm curious and gonna go creep into my room and check that out because that's pretty neat information. But also, I'm pretty you know interested in Shadowkeep. Um, I've been looking for a reason to come back to Destiny too, and it's a pretty good one. But uh, outside of that release, which is really exciting, uh, Bungie CEO Pete Parsons recently was talking about the future of Bungie and uh, Destiny, but also uh, new endeavors in the future, possibly. Um, so yeah, via IGN, we had an article I'll read through real quick, uh, just because there's some information here that's pretty interesting. So it says, the next expansion for Destiny 2 Shadowkeep is out this week, and IGN was able to uh, speak with Bungie CEO Pete Parsons about the studio, specifically on its plan to become one of the best entertainment companies in the world by 2025. You don't got a whole lot of time, but it's a pretty decent amount of time to become one of the world's best entertainment companies. It's quite the, the claim to be trying to back. Uh, Destiny 2 Shadowkeep marks a turning point for the Destiny franchise. It is the first major expansion Bungie has released following its split with X. Uh, partner Activision. Uh, in quotes, it says, you think this is going to be a really big stressor, but it's become really a really bright shining spot on our ability to bring products to the marketplace and customers, Parsons tells 
IGN in an interview. And thanks to that bright shining spot, Parsons says that he and Bungie are already working towards some big goals. Our vision ultimately through 2025 is to become one of the world's best entertainment companies, Parsons says. To do that, Parsons says uh, it needs to start with Destiny. One is we need to begin transforming Destiny, the Destiny that we really believe in, like the thing we think Destiny needs to become. I think you've seen it in the vid doc, like the single evolving world. We needed to focus on that. This guy says like way too fucking much. Parsons told IGN that this is all something, but I say fuck a lot and I'm a lot and I'm a lot, so I guess I can't complain. Uh, Parsons told IGN that this is all something Bungie wants to accomplish by 2025 and that there is a pretty specific path for the company. So by 2025, we have a pretty specific path to make sure we transform Destiny and that we have other franchises within the marketplace. The latter is the other part of Bungie's goal to become a greater entertainment company. We need to build our publishing group, but part of our vision is also to become a multi-franchise entertainment company. Bungie announced its interest in developing new properties, especially after announcing outside investment from Chinese game company NetEase. Uh, but Bungie says it's looking for specific kinds of franchises to build. In quotes, it says, I think the long-term vision of Bungie would be we have worlds like Destiny that are great places to go and build friendships in, and we begin to introduce new worlds that people care a lot about, Parsons says. Shadowkeep is out on October 1st. Wouldn't you fucking know it? It's October 1st today. So this is really interesting to me. The reason it's really interesting to me is for a while there... Um, I mean, I'm, I'm a big FPS guy. I've loved FPSs, FPSs since I was a kid. Uh, I've been playing them for a long time, and uh, I really believe Halo uh, revolutionized uh, first-person shooters for consoles. It, it uh, continued what GoldenEye kind of started and went... These games are not only viable on console, they're competitive, and they play really well. Bungie did that, um, especially with Halo 2. The legacy after that, everybody knows. So to see them move on, do their own thing, make Destiny was really exciting. There's some letdowns there. And then Destiny 2 came out. It's exciting. There's some letdowns there. And then some really good stuff after I played it later. I was like, wow, this game's actually really fun. But there was a time there where I was like, man, Bungie is just kind of like, they're doing okay. But like, damn, I wish they were doing fucking way better. Um, I wish they were like, I mean, like the talent and like the legacy of that fucking company, the just screams for something more uh i've just been wanting something more from them so with uh all the recent events of um them leaving activision which has been you know exciting for a lot of people for me it's like how much was activision influencing them how much was that on bungie with what happened with destiny 2 um and you know so i'm, I'm i don't know where we're going i don't know what was going on in that situation but so far since they've left uh, you know, there was this plan where they were going to get Destiny 3 out by 2022, I believe. So they they didn't have long-term plans for Destiny 2. They were like, let's get Destiny 3 out quickly, which sounds like Activision. Um, and so they released Forsaken. We did an uh, episode recently where I forgot the name of that fucking expansion. I, I hope I redeemed myself. I remember. It's, it's Forsaken, which is really good. With the release of that, they're essentially saying they're going to be releasing like DLCs after that, but they didn't really have any plans to to start putting out expansions. Well, since leaving Activision, now we got uh, Shadowkeep, which is a whole new thing, and apparently they're planning on supporting it for years now, um, which is a huge turnaround, and they're reworking systems in the game, and 
making the game into something completely different. So it really shows that uh, Bungie has ideas that they weren't going with originally for some reason. So I can only assume a lot of that had to do with conflict with Activision and the way they wanted to monetize the game, which, you know, is no big surprise. So that's that's really exciting for me, uh, hearing this this vision of supporting Destiny 2, which I feel like a game like that feels a bit hollow if you release it and it's kind of like an MMO, but then they just kind of release the next Destiny really quickly because then you're like, well, I was kind of getting invested in that, but it was okay. Like, that's the type of game you want to keep fucking supporting and let people live in it and, and grow this love for living in that world and socializing with their friends and new people. And it just makes complete sense. So, you know, good on them for uh, doing what I feel like most people, especially people who are invested in Destiny, want. Um, I can't see myself wanting Destiny 3 anytime soon. Want more content for Destiny 2. That's what we're getting. So good on them. Second part of this is really, really fucking cool to me is their vision of being uh, one of the world's best entertainment companies by 2025. Um, that's quite the boast. There's a lot of companies I could throw out there that I would say are some of those companies already. And, uh, I don't think it's too far off to think that Bungie could be one of them. They definitely have the, um, the, the talent to, to be there. Uh, you know, will Destiny 2, uh, allow people to make that claim for them? I don't think so, but that they're saying they want to make other franchises. That's really fucking cool. Um, you know, Bungie, even though they're a big developer, has always been a company that makes a game at a time, and they're always great, but uh, for them to expand to the point where they can start making multiple games, that really shows singular growth of Bungie as a company, and something that I feel like should have happened a long time ago. Um, Bungie is a really talented company with vision and, and good ideas, and just, uh, you know, um, a certain prowess about them that they can they have the talent to make great games they've shown it over and over and over again for them to be working on multiple franchises gives us more things to play by this developer while still being invested in you know a game like destiny 2 you could have a whole other game by bungie that you're loving that has nothing to do with destiny and that would be really exciting it also sh like will allow them to grow and get bigger and better and hopefully not go down bad roads that could uh you know bite them in the ass later get too big and you know kind of lose track of who you are which happens uh far too often so overall um the idea of them expanding and creating new franchises uh is really exciting them partnering or uh have, having investment from a chinese company obviously nothing against the chinese but a lot of chinese companies are uh free-to-play companies and uh destiny went free-to-play uh, Destiny 2, and um, in, in, a, in a reasonable way, but uh, that kind of freaks me out, because I don't know if we're going to start getting, like, free-to-play games that are kind of built for Chinese markets that we're just going to get as well, because sometimes those can feel pretty fucking hollow, but who knows? There's no way to know. It's just something that I am kind of, like, thinking about a little bit, but hopefully, um, you know, they can keep putting out premium content, AAA content, content that we're used to with Bungie. And uh, I think they're really showing it after they've left Activision that they have big ideas and they uh, want to grow and expand. And uh, I don't think any other company 
deserves it more than Bungie. Bungie's been around for a while, and they definitely should be, uh, you know, a fucking um, monolith of, of gaming. So, um, very cool, very exciting. Let me know in the comments what do you think about Destiny 2. Are you excited for Shadowkeep? Are you playing it right now? Are you planning on playing it? Are you not planning on playing it? Um, we think about their plans to support Destiny 2 longer than originally intended. And what do you think about them making new franchises and becoming one of the world's best entertainment companies by 2025? Do you think they could do that? What would you like to see? What kind of games would you like to see them make in the future? You want to see more first-person shooters? You want to see them dabble in third-person? Maybe do an RPG? Anything? Let me know in the comments. What do you think? And maybe you want to see them make a racing game. Halo? Well, they don't own halo anymore but that'd be funny if they made halo racing um destiny destiny racing you fucking you, you fly around the little fucking ghost bot things um <laughs> yeah and uh last bit of news i want to talk about real fast and by real fast i mean like nothing it goes fast ever so we're just gonna talk about it uh the last of us two part two recently um they had a new trailer for um Sony's stream they did recently, we did a video on that uh, as well. So if you want to see our reactions to that, uh, I, I wanted to fucking scream when I saw it. I was like, oh my God, I fucking love this. So you can go check that out. Um, but uh, yeah, they recently let uh, the, the game journos, fucking dickheads, uh, come in and play a hands-on demo of The Last of Us Part Two, uh, which is very exciting for them. Um, but with that, they've been talking about a lot of the new tech going into The Last of Us Part Two. Uh, so, uh, via GameSpot, they have a couple things here, uh, that they're talking about. One of them is a full article. I read it. I'll kind of just give you guys what I gathered out of it. Um, one thing that they're really talking about is the improvement to, um, how animations work. So, for instance, and you guys know Naughty Dog. These guys are like the fucking guys and girls are fucking like top tier animators when it comes to gaming. I mean, uh, look at Uncharted series, look at The Last of Us. They've always been really good about it. But they say that typically in the tech, there is actions that are taking place when you move a character. So when you run forward, it's telling the game running animation. So you're running. And then when you go take a right, it tells it running to the right animation. And it'll switch that on. And so it's always looked really good, but you, I don't think we really noticed. It, it looks great. So I can't really say like, oh yeah, but did you notice one that turned on and off? It was happening acti actively as you're playing. Every time you do anything, the game is activating that animation as it happens. Apparently they have a new system uh, called motion matching, uh, which is a way to smoothen that out. And essentially how that works uh, there's a whole thing here explaining it, but how they say basically is there is a massive bucket of animations that's already pre-set up and there is essentially a system that is predicting where it's going to go from there. So as you're moving, it's got things preset and ready to go as you do it. So there's a better transition in the different animations. So prior system was activate this animation, activate this animation, activate this animation as you go, which I think can maybe allow for maybe some weird effects you'd see in a game sometimes, like maybe someone moves weird or something like that. Maybe that's a, um, 
a problem with uh, it trying to activate different animations at a time. Whereas this new system is a bunch of animations are pulled up and ready to go. And they just kind of go with the flow as you play um, in a faster and, and more smooth way. Um, so yeah, uh, Naughty Dog uh, pushing the boundaries with that even further. Blends uh, together. So yeah, it, it says also that it blends these together frame by frame. So smoother animations, Naughty Dog pushing the bar even further when it comes to something that they're already the king at. So that's very cool. But the second bit, and I'm just gonna talk about that real fast. I think it's awesome, but but it's not. This is more so just like me throwing out there. This is a thing. If you didn't know about it, I didn't know about it. I just found out about it. And I think it's awesome. Uh, Night Dog is always, 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 always uh, raising the bar when it comes to uh, standards in AAA. And it's no surprise to me that they would find a new way to make animations look better. And uh, I'm really excited because I always love, love, love the buttery smoothness of the way fucking Night Dog games play. Second part of this is Nidog has given the enemy AI in The Last of Us Part 2 a big upgrade. So the foes you'll be going up against are smarter and will try to take you down with some deductive reasoning and tricky tactics. So we've got some new AI in The Last of Us Part 2. In quotes, it says, Our AI now has a new state of awareness between complete awareness of your position and totally unaware of where you are. The Last of Us Part 2 co-director Anthony Newman said in an interview with GameSpot, We sometimes call that vague knowledge. So they call it vague knowledge. I said that kind of weird. For example, even if you were to stealthfully take down an enemy with a silent weapon, such as a bow or pistol with a silencer attached to it, another enemy still could find the body, look where the arrow or bullets is or bullet is lodged in their comrade, and infer in which direction they were attacked. So the AI can like actually kind of detect a situation. You know, this guy, his friend gets shot fucking he dies and falls that way he can kind of figure out oh fuck someone shot from over there i'm gonna head in that direction which is pretty crazy um they'll then begin their search for you in the general direction using any other bodies you drop to hone in on your position of course you can prove to be smarter by utilizing the enemy's own search patterns against them not only does this make them more intelligent to new situations where these systems can cause more intense moments to transpire for the player it also gives the player the opportunity to make predictions newman said we all know human beings we interact with human beings every day uh most of us do uh we can make predictions about what they're going to do next by having these more refined and nuanced layers of knowledge and perception and coordination players can make better and better predictions and make more refined strategies about what to do next even if you're able to consistently outsmart the new enemy ai don't expect combat to be a walk in the park Naughty dog wants there to be an emotional toll to combat as well last was part two is meant to be unsettling newman said i think along with Honestly, every aspect of the game narratively, mechanically and technologically, the AI was just one of the facet, one, just one facet of the game that we really wanted to take to the next level and ask, what can we do that's next gen? Ooh, I like that. Uh, In this regard, individual enemies now have their own names and their friends will mourn and call out to them when they discover their murdered corpses. It's just another aspect of the game that helps you really highlight that within the context of The Last of Us Part 2 story, your actions are questionable, even if they seem motivated by what feels like truth and justice. And the game comes out the February the 21st. So yeah, in a video I watched recently, they were talking about that a little bit and they were saying that you could kill somebody and every uh, NPC has a name. 
and every NPC that is within their group most likely knows them and will use their name within context and have an emotional uh, response depending on whatever algorithm they have going on, if those people had a relationship or not, um, in any sense, not like they were fucking or something. Um, or maybe they were, though. Um, and uh, that can affect the AI. Because uh, a lot of games, you'll have uh, like um, a passive AI, a searching AI, and then an aggressive AI. And uh, that's pretty standard. But they were essentially saying that there can be um, emotional... Uh, aspects to the AI that will change the way they react uh, in combat or in searching, which is fucking insane. Uh, the last time I was this excited for AI in a game was like Fear, which I still think is one of the best, uh, I guess, older, but still pretty great now, uh, AI systems in a game. Fear was so fucking good. Uh, yeah, so what do I think about this? Uh, again, just reemphasizing, Naughty Dog is Naughty Dog. Naughty Dog is the uh, pinnacle of AAA. Naughty Dog, Naughty Dog always uh, is pushing the bar further and further, and they are only in competition to themselves when it comes to uh, quality and premium making uh, or made experiences uh, in storytelling. So, <clears throat> is any of this like? Is how says is exciting. Fuck yeah, it is. It's very exciting. Is any of this like, you know, uh, a surprise? Yes and no. Uh, it's not in the sense that yeah, of course Naughty Dog will be doing this kind of shit, but it is it is awesome. This is stuff that is not really being put in games right now. Um, there are some games that kind of dabble in some of this. Even Sniper Elite Four had a cool triangulation system, but it's a little basic. But it's still really cool. It was a very specific system. You shoot here, you shoot there again, there's a ghost of where you were. That tells you that the enemy is going to come there and you should probably not be there unless you want to use that against them. And the enemy will triangulate to that position and look for you and then eventually lose their search. Very cool system. I love it a lot. Uh, Not necessarily advanced, just a good idea. Uh, this sounds like a way more advanced version of that, and that's really exciting to me. That not only will give you uh, different experiences every time you play versus uh, every time other people play to have stories to tell, but also it's going to give you a more immersive and narrative experience that's telling a story uh, based in a world where killing happens and it's grim and it's not to be celebrated. And that's something The Last of Us is really good about. But like most Naughty Dog games, you kill a lot of fucking people. They keep coming. And normally you're just like, that's the bad guy. They got guns. I got guns. Or I got a bottle or something. I got to kill them because they're going to kill me. And that's pretty much expected in most games. But to add the nuance of these people having names, having relationships, having emotional responses to things that happen to their friends will give you an extra layer of, I just killed somebody. I had to do it, but that was a person. And uh, I think that's really cool because, you know, whether that makes you feel bad or not, I'm just going to more so be like, whoa, that's really cool tech. That's crazy. It's going to add to the immersive aspect of everyone in a post-apocalyptic situation came from something and has been immersed into this world of chaos. And that changes everyone to a certain degree. And everyone is doing what they need to do to survive. And that has led to the point where I'm now killing people who are trying to kill me and their story is different than mine. And that adds to that whole aspect. They have been doing their own thing. 
whether it's good or bad in your eyes, for however long they've been doing it, whereas you've been doing what you've been doing, and now this culmination, you've taken someone's life, it makes them feel like they have a history, a past, uh, an existence. And that's just really, really next level. That's really, as they said, next gen. Really fucking crazy. Also, just the AI systems in general sound really cool. Um, the idea of uh, an NPC being able to, I'm sure, off pretty straightforward algorithms or just, you know, scripting, um, that they can look at a body and kind of get an idea of what happened. Really fucking crazy. That's really next level shit. Um, so, you know, like I said before, this is going to make every situation feel really, uh, different and unique and just, uh, it's going to add the stress, uh, levels. It's going to, it's going to up that shit. And, uh, with, uh, also the addition to dogs in the game, that are going to be able to try and sniff you out. They're not going to know exactly where you're at, but they're going to be able to kind of follow a scent. Um, this is going to be a really hectic game, but it's going to be really immersive. And it's going to be something that I don't think anyone's really experienced before on this level of immersion and uh, just movie-like storytelling. Um, I'm running out of slavics. I'm talking fucking all by myself here. Um... But overall, this is really fucking cool. Um, as you guys know, Last of Us Remastered is uh, you know out this month on PlayStation Plus. We're going to be talking about it on Plus Club. I will definitely be beating it for like my eighth time uh, this month because it's one of my favorite games of all time. So <clears throat> this is definitely one of my most hyped games uh, that you know I know of outside of like Cyberpunk and Final Fantasy VII. So. Uh, very excited for this game to come out and uh, all this new information that I'm hearing is just amazing to hear. I'm really excited. So let me know in the comments what do you think about um, what do you think about that that motion system? Uh, what the fuck did they call it? Motion matching, a bucket of animations preset to go while you play the game as opposed to activating actions as you play. Tech shit. We think about this AI system. When you think about AI uh, enemies having names and emotional attachments to each other, uh, being able to understand uh, combat scenarios and move uh, around in combat scenarios based off of what's happening uh, to the other NPCs, and uh, dogs being able to sniff you out. Are you excited for Last of Us Two? Are you not really a big fan of the series? Let me know why. To break my fucking heart, just. Kill me right now because I love it so much. But let me know everything you're thinking about when it comes to Last of Us 2 and all the new systems coming with this game. But that's going to do it for this episode of Tasty Tuesday on Tasty Little Gaming. As always, thank you for watching. Make sure to like and subscribe. Enjoy this episode. Make sure to check out our other episodes. Check us out on Tumblr, Twitter, Facebook, at Tasty Little Gaming. Check out my streams. Links down below. I'm on Mixer, Twitch, here on YouTube. You can watch me wherever the fuck because when I stream, I triple stream now. So you can watch me wherever the fuck you want to watch me. Uh, we got a Discord link down below. You can talk to us anytime, all the time. And we're on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast platforms if you'd prefer to listen to us. And make sure to leave a comment about what game you'd like us to play in December. It's the only way we can know what games you want us to play in December, which will be a fun month. Till the next episode, which should be TastyCast episode 101. Holy shit. Till then, my name's Seth, and have a good week, guys, and take it easy.